Hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, or as we like to call it, Sheila already the hair hurts. This is the podcast that takes you deep inside the big pink furry box that is every new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Each week, I'm joined by the show's most legendary queens, insightful insiders, juicy judges, frantic fans, and you to talk about this new legendary season. So thank you for listening. And good God, girl, get a grip, because yes, there will be spoilers in this podcast episode. So please, don't be gagging so. You know we bring it to you every ball. And if you still haven't seen this week's episode, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Thursday at 9, 8 Central on VH1 or on WoW Presents Plus. This week, I'm joined by two of season 10's most amazing legendary superstar queens, Asia O'Hara and Cameron Michaels, to break down the second episode of season 11. I'll also get a visit from the one and only super judge, Michelle Visage, which is kind of fantastic because she's like an international celebrity. And we'll talk with the ferocious and foxy queen who departed this episode. It's a lot. Oh, so many things are happening. Let's go. Ladies, before we dig in, I have one thing to say. Draconda forever. Wonk, wonk. Draconda forever. <laughs> so first, I am thrilled to be joined by Asia O'Hara and Cameron Michaels, season 10's top four queens. I don't know, like two of the four. I, you know what I mean. Yeah. Thank Hi, you. Hi, hello. How are you? Hi. Hi. Big question first. How's the year been for you all? Oh, wonderful. It yes. has flown by because we've been so busy. And you're touring like all the time crazy now, right? All the time. Yeah. All the time. We're actually doing this on a plane right now. <laughs> <laughs> First classes, so I, I expected more. Cameron, how are you today? I'm good. I've had my Red Bull. I've had my coffee. I'm energized. I'm talking more than you ever heard me in season 10. No, it's great. Asia and I have been traveling the world together. We've got to spend a lot of time, um, you know, meeting everyone from around the world in different cultures. It's been a blessing. And I'm ready to see season 11. Enough about season 10. I want to meet the new girls. Okay, well, yeah. I have a couple more things. I Because when, when the world last saw you all on TV, it was a lot. There was lip sync battles. There was reveals. There were tears. Honey, there were butterflies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. There was. How do you reflect on all that now? Everything is great to me. Like in the moment, things can seem, you know, so terrifying or so terrible. But in hindsight, everything is great. I I agree. You know, things that happen on the show, you don't see as being legendary or memorable. You know, when Vanjie walked out the very first episode and said her name, we didn't see it being a thing. You know, when Monique had her brown cow moment, it wasn't that much of a thing and now it's you know part of her brand and then you know asia and the butterflies and you know you know it takes a moment like that to embrace it and make it your own and it's just great to watch those things unfold and just you know owning your your i don't want to say mistakes but owning things that have happened and you know it's just really cool to take things that happen to you and make them make them um memorable okay let's dive into this episode season 11 episode Two. The queens get back in the workroom after the first elimination. There's a message from Soju that says, I love my sisters. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn won the first challenge. Cameron, she is, she's from Nashville. She's from Canada, but she's from Nashville also. Has lived in Nashville. Do you, do you know Brooklyn well? I do know Brooklyn. She's an amazing dancer. If she has to lip sync, I guarantee you she'll give you more of a show than I ever gave on the show. And Asia, have you ever competed with against any of these girls in this season? In, I in have. Pageants, in pageants. Actually, and I forgot about it until today. I competed in a pageant with Akiria and the bitch almost beat me. She didn't beat me. Almost. She didn't beat me, but she did she did almost beat me and I will say um I was in this pageant and I did my talent number on stage with 100 dancers. 100 dancers. 
answers? And she, not 100, but close to it. <laughs> and she beat me in talent by herself. Just her and a mic Girl. stand and a spotlight. Okay, what was your song? What was her song? I could not tell you because I do not remember. Yeah. All I remember is she beat me by herself. And I was like, damn, bitch, I spent a million dollars on all these people, <laughs> flew all these people here, all these props, costume changes, and that just goes to show you yes. um, she's that talented. All she had was a mic stand. Back to this episode. So before things begin, they, they're hanging out around the workroom table. Silky dives into a little game of bang, marry, kill. How does that end up? Everybody, Everybody wants, wants to, to kill, kill Silky. Silky. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you want to kill Silky? I don't know her well enough yet, but maybe. May, if, if it's to the point to where everybody is 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 slaughtering her based on her own game, then maybe so. I'm I'm gonna say no, and the reason why is I learned on season ten. Here she go. You always need an extrovert in your corner as an introvert. Here she go. You need your you need your loud bitches to watch after the introverts. So you know what? So far, I'm gonna keep her around. She uh, she might save me in an alley one day. We shall see. And clearly, Silky is a big presence in the workroom. She's just like big and lively. So she's you know that's gonna be a factor as we learn later in this episode too. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Rue pops up. She didn't already know hers's message pops up and it's got a lot of did you recognize what the, the keys were in the in the message? They were all movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean clearly I would think that it's gonna be something cinematic. Right, right. So there's yeah, there's like name dropping of like Tootsie, Queen of the Desert, some like Kinky hot, boots. hairspray. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. And then Rue comes in and we get to revisit a mini challenge from your season, which was Photobomb. Photobomb. Right, the celebrity photobomb. Yes. This is like our first mini challenge mm-hmm. really. Our first, you know, like and a quick drag, mm-hmm. which Especially early in the season, it's fun to see what they just throw on because you're like, oh, who is that? Who is, you know, because we're still Mm -hmm. getting to know them. Yes. Um, We see Nina in a big old busted pink wig and her teeth blacked out. Right. Plastique is kind of, we're like, she's hard to recognize for a second. I had no idea that was Plastique. Yeah. I even had, I was like, who is that? Uh huh. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's great to, I, I live, I'm from Dallas. I know Plastique very well. Um, I've never seen her not look absolutely airbrushed <laughs> and stunning so uh, to see her in this light it's very 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 right. nice it's like the least polish you'd ever yes. see her ever and it's like finally plastique's ugly yes <laughs> and then silky gets up here and okay she's game she's ready she's barely wearing a skirt and then she's not wearing a skirt like why i don't know why she gets naked. She just girl, gets full on naked. Shock factor, girl. You gotta gotta go for it, I guess. And I will say, like, we were there, and like, you know, we're watching from like a screen, you know, mm-hmm. elsewhere on on set, watching things happen. We're like, oh my god, oh my god, what did she do? Oh my god, girl, she just got naked, and then she just there naked for a while. <laughs> she is not ashamed. She's she's living in her own like glory. Girl, if this isn't episode episode two for body positivity, I don't know what right? it is. A little sidebar. Nudity in the workroom. I mean, that, that's common, right? You all change clothes all the time. Yes. Uh-huh. And like, or, were you conscious about it? Were you sensitive about it? Do you step, step behind a, a screen? Oh, I I mean, I was yeah. definitely. Yeah. I was demure. definitely demure. I would do any and everything possible to be naked as little as possible on, <laughs> on screen. Now, Cameron... I was, On the other hand... I, if I was tucking, I was always behind a screen. And, and what's funny to me is I always... The cameras are always there. And yeah. in my mind, if I'm naked, the world's going to see me naked. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lest we forget, Alaska got completely naked and they just blurred it out. So yeah. right. if you I would have been naked, nobody would have seen it anyway. Right. Yeah. You can't show that on TV, but still, it's like, who was, who was like nude the most in your season, in season 10? Either Cameron or Aquaria. Uh-huh. I would like, agree. Yeah. yeah. I think after um, the last Ball on Earth yeah. episode, when Aquaria was just that naked in the black, yeah. she oh, yeah. finally was like, okay, well, I don't care. So she, yeah. you know, was in her tuck and panty or her tape 
and nothing else quite often. I'm sure eventually, like, do you forget about the cameras and you're just like, you got tasks to do, you got things to do. I'm not worried about like being naked or, or, you, or you are, are you just con- you're still conscious? I don't think I ever got that comfortable to where I was like, okay, I can walk around naked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now, now in your life, how, are you more comfortable? Oh no, absolutely not. Okay. So let's get back to these girls are posing for these pictures. Quick drag. They're photobombing celebrities. Brooklyn is flashing, you know, crotch flashing and everything. Uh-huh. There's the Mercedes is posing in that like bizarre, horrible Kellyanne Conway yes. like picture Ugh. from she the White House. She just lays down on the floor. <laughs> yes. And then finally there's a Vanjie with Madonna and Kim Kardashian. Yes. I need and Vanjie does face. not look terrible. I know. It's she just, does what? not look terrible. Again, not there. I mean, if she didn't have that crazy blush and her wig was not so tousled, that would look like almost any other girl walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Well, that's at true. Four, at 5 a.m. Right. At rough night. I'm almost <laughs> buying it. She, she, it just looks like an alternative alternate universe for Angie. Yes. Like if Angie had a twin sister who was She's like... almost a, a little that, Lisa Ripper. Oh, yeah. Lisa Renna? Renna? Kelly Ripper? Ripper? Kelly Ripper. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> She's, the, She's the child of the two. Oh, my God. And the winners were, mini spoiler alert, Brooklyn Heights and Silky Nutmeg Ganache. I would have been mad if Silky like got all naked and then like, sorry, you don't get no, to win. You got kind of got to give it to her for that. And so we end up with two winners in the mini challenge. So what does that end up meaning? Y'all, like when that happens, you're like, oh, here, 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 I know what's coming next. Teams. Team leaders. Uh-huh. Teams. So then Rue says the maxi challenge is Hollywood is breaking stereotypes and box office records with films celebrating black empowerment. Now it's our turn, mm-hmm. which means we're going to get some draggedy spoofs of yep. big old blockbuster movies. Absolutely. The first film is going to be called Good God, Girl, Get Out. Get Out. And then the second film is going to be called Why I Gotta Be Black. Panther. <laughs> <laughs> just, just hearing that, which one would you want to be in? Black Panther. Why got to be Black Panther? Oh, I feel like I'm such a fan of like horror movies and thrillers. I would love to like do the Get Out one. I feel like that would be. I don't know if it's necessarily like, be funnier because I know the whole goal yeah. is to be funny, but like I just want to be in a horror movie. <laughs> right. And right. I just want to be in a movie with cool costumes and a cool set. Yes. Oh, true. The costumes for Black Panther are so good. Yeah. Your big acting challenge was Breast World. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Those, th- those things are like crazy because you're given roles. You have like a few minutes to look at them. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got to kind of like ask for the one you want. Then you later find out if yeah. you chose well or not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Brooklyn and Silky have to pick teams. Rue calls Brooke. Suzanne Summers. <laughs> I cackled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Brooklyn and Silky pick their teams, leaving... Ariel Versace and Scarlet Envy unpicked. And Scarlet is not thrilled about being the last to be picked. Who would It's not fun. And I love, I love Vanjie's line about Miss Scarlet is looking pressed like a panini. <laughs> <laughs> like, where does this come from? Oh, she needs to write a book of one-liners. And then they teams get their scripts. Team Silky is Good God Girl Get Out. Team Brooklyn is Why Gotta Be Black Panther. And then they sit down and start going through stuff. And right now the Black Panther team, Brooklyn's team, the first thing Brooklyn says to Plastique is like, oh, there's a nails technician. Do you want to be that like Vietnamese nail lady? What would you take on that? (laughs) I mean, I thought it was great. I'm going to assume Plastique does that that voice quite often. It is Uh very funny. So I'm going to assume somewhere in the workroom she had already heard her playing around like that. Right. And so she's like, okay, well, this the stars have it wasn't just have a racial profiling. I don't don't think so. No, I don't think so. At least Plastique seems game. Yeah, she seems willing. She plays with it. She's like, yes, this this I can I can do this. This, this, I'm going to have fun with this. And then they all sit down to read the script, and Vanjie's just confused by the script itself. Baby, I'm looking at this script like it's the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. She was like, girl, I'm lost. <laughs> right. And you've been in these acting challenges. You've gotten these things. How hard is it to, like, figure out what's going on? You get the script, and then you've got, like, 
an hour or so to be familiar with it, start putting your look together for it. Yep. And then you got to be on set in like another hour and a half or something, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. it's like bam, bam, bam. So how, what's the key to processing all this? How do you do it? I wouldn't say that you really have time to process it. You just have to dive in and go for it. And like you said, you have very minimal time. Like we had about three hours and that's time to read the script, to get your character, learn the script, as well as put your look together. You just have to go, which yeah, is, you, you know, most yeah. of the show in general. Yeah. And then Rue comes in for a walkthrough. She talks to Brooklyn's team first, who very soon into the conversation, they, he says, oh, so who's like formidable on the other team uh-huh. or who's going to be a problem? And they call out Silky. Ariel mentions, well, Silky's a lot. Can she be a team leader? Will she just dominate everything? And what did you think of this whole kind of conversation? The thing is, you know, it's episode two. The girls haven't been together that long. So I'm sure Silky has other dynamics to her personality that just have not surfaced yet. Yeah. But they're just basing it off of, you know, what they've dealt with with her so yeah. far. This is Rue's first walk-in, sort of check-in uh-huh. with them as a group. And what was that first walk-through feel like when Rue's like, speaking to you and, and, and going down the line, like, what are you planning? What are you planning? You get used to it after a while. Actually, I think it, not you get used to it, it gets easier. Yeah. But, you know, here, you know, as nine foot tall, RuPaul's standing, and you're seated, sitting down, so she's 12 feet over <laughs> you asking you questions. It's very intimidating. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, having a conversation with Rue is the one thing you probably cannot prepare yourself for coming into the competition. All right. But even even in this episode, we see Rue walks over and talks to Silky. The way to do it is just be yourself and have fun. You can tell Rue just wants to have a fun conversation. Yeah. And when that's what's happening, that's when it's like fun to watch and it's fun for everybody. Mm-hmm. So Rue, she talks to Brooklyn's team and they say, well, Silky's going to be a lot. And so then she's like, Rue's like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her about this. Mm-hmm. And we see the <laughs> twinkle in his eye. And yes. then Rue goes to Team Silky, talks to them, tells Silky, those other girls are coming for you. What would you do if you were, if you were Silky and you hear that from Rue? I mean, at least they're talking about you, girl. And like I learned on season 10, if they're not talking about you, you're not doing enough. So you may be doing too much, but you're doing enough to be recognized. And so, you know, you're a character in the show. You already, you know, are visible. And that's important. I didn't learn that. So that's important to be visible. So I wouldn't care. And we learned that Silky has a master's in organizational leadership. She's also getting a Ph.D. in global leadership. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the Angela Merkel of drag. Yeah. I love that I love that we know that about her now going into the competition because I feel like chicken tonight. She, I that. feel like somebody, you know, going for their PhD, she's smart, she's intelligent. So you know that she is going to be very calculated. Like she may seem funny and flamboyant and all over the top, but you know underneath she's thinking about what she's doing beforehand. So mm-hmm. she's going to be a threat, I think. Right, right, right. And it's like, you know, don't think you know these queens already because they got more they got more story than you know. Okay, now we're going to take a little break before we get into the crazy movie making. And when we come back, we'll get into some star tuckers, some star booty, and some star booty calls. Yes, sign me up. Hey, kitty girls, ever wonder where you can get the most sickening drag shows and programming all year long? Check out WOW Presents Plus. More pop than popcorn, and it's cheaper than your coffee every morning. Subscribe for the monthly price of just $3.99 or $39.99 a year. You can get exclusive uncensored first access to such hit shows as, um fashion photo review and don't forget my own delightful most of the time extra lap recap head to wow-presents.com to sign up like now (laughs) and we're back why we gotta be back panther (laughs) (laughs) sorry okay so earlier in the mini challenge we had queens photobombing celebs but sometimes queens and celebs are hanging out naturally so it's time for a game called star booty core (laughs) s-c-a-double-r-booty 
because you don't have to be a star to get some star booty, but it helps. So I'm going to give you clues about a famous celebrity or a drag race queen, and you need to tell me who she is. This all-star queen has started music videos for Rihanna, is a diehard Robin fan. I already know it. She's posed in fashion shoots with Rasheen Murphy and co-starred and is friends with Kesha. No clue. I know it. It's detox. Next, this queen was known as a makeup artist for Adam Lambert, Tyra Banks, and appeared in cartoon form on The Simpsons. Raja. Raja. Oh, yeah! Thank you. Come on, Sutan. Yeah. This queen recently performed at a birthday party for Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner, who plays Sansa on Game of Thrones, and the star is dating Joe Jonas, and this queen just performed at her birthday party. Oh, I mean, I feel like I follow most of the girls on social media, but I don't remember seeing that. The performance may have been toxic. Derek, Derek Barry. Yes! It's Derek, bitch. Yes! <laughs> I worship Game of Thrones. I'm obsessed. Oh, okay. And so then I see like Sansa Stark at a birthday party with Derek Barry, and I'm like, huh? Okay, next. This famous singer, so you're guessing the singer, recently released a music video featuring Manila, Katya, Ben de la Creme, BB, Alaska, and one more queen covering one of her classic songs. Is this Dolly? Yes! Pardon? Well, howdy, Rue! Yes! This was for um, the Netflix movie uh, Dumplin'. Yes! Yes. Oh, cool! And which queen had a starring role in that movie? Ginger Ginger Minj. Thank you! This elected official has claimed love for Drag Race. She quoted Monique Hart's Facts or Facts America in a tweet. She's given props to RuPaul. She professed love for Valentina's Eartha Kitt. And she also has said she loves Shangela and Latrice. She's a very new Congress member from Queens, appropriately enough. Um, Cortez. Yes, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Cortez, yes. Uh Yes! She is outspoken and not ashamed to quote some drag race quotes on Twitter about politics. I live for it. Completely badass, completely badass. And finally, this queen, this drag race queen, posted real pics of herself. These are not fake celebrity photo bombs with Queen Latifah, Regina King, Taraji P. Henson, Glenn Close, and Olivia Coleman recently. And you might have also seen her with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Shangela. Thank you, honey! A Star Booty is born. Yes, it is. Yes. Thank you for playing that was Star Booty. Thank you for staying, playing Star Booty Calls. I feel like we did good at that. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. Back to the show. We see the queens coming onto the set to shoot their, their movies, and we hear queens walking, which brings us to this week's mini segment of Sissy That Talk, where we define a term used by queens or just used on the set of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, the phrase queens walking, what does that mean to you? Triggered. What does it mean? Queens. Um, it, it's a, the the PAs say that to let the production staff know that there are queens moving throughout the set. So right. like if there's something we don't need to see or hear or know about, whatever part of the studio we're in, they know that there are queens there. Right. It's like oh wait, is the hot boiling oil, oil ready? Oh wait, here they come. Yeah, queens walking. Very that. Oh. <laughs> God, I hate it. All someone needs to know now if they want to just really freak you out is in your in your vicinity, yell Queen's Walking. Yes. If you're ever escorting a drag race girl into the club from the car or something, just say Queen Walking or Queen's Walking and she's going to freak out. Triggered. Okay, so the first team walks out on the set. It's Team Brooklyn for Why I Gotta Be Black Panther. And what do you think of their looks, first of all? It's strange because some of them are very, like, definitely full-on Wakanda, and other ones are, like, comedic versions of it. Right. Honey Davenport was prepared for a runway with this look. I would right. say the same about Raja. Nina right. looks good, too. Yeah, they know. They look, they look great. And they're playing different riffs on people in the movies. Like, one's, like, the sort of the Queen Mother, Angela Bassett character. Mm-hmm. One's, like, the badass general character. And, and they just kind of have, then have to morph those looks, their Wakanda looks, mm-hmm. into whatever makes sense. So they come out to their scene. We have Ross and Michelle directing... 
Brooklyn is dressed to be the Purple Panther. Ariel Versace is playing Sissy based on like the sister in the movie who had all the gadgets yes. for Black okay. Panther. And apparently she likes to say girl a lot. A lot. A lot. Raja is playing the rival Panther, Chicago Panther, mm-hmm. um, the sexy badass coming for the throne. Plastique is playing Nails, the, 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 the sidekick for uh, the badass Chicago Panther. And I think she's a riff on like in the Black Panther movie there was Claw, who was the... Oh, that's right. So Claw became Nails. Yes. So it's so deep, so deep. And charismium is the like valued resource in mm-hmm. Triconda as opposed to vibranium. But Plastic has her own way of saying it. How does she say it? Don't even get me started. Charismium. Okay. And Honey Davenport is like the badass warrior general. Uh-huh. And Nina is just has a wastebasket on her head. Yeah, she's the <laughs> she's the Angela Bassett, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mad she, Hatter meets Wakanda. I love it. I love it. When we see these rehearsal moments, it's always like a mishmash, and you don't really know as a viewer what's going on, right? Um, you don't know as a participant what's going on. <laughs> Very true. But you know, it's like that's the thing is when you get these scripts, you're so focused on your part, yeah. and learning it and making sure you know your lines. That it, a lot, it's not until this moment that you really kind of fully understand the overall picture and like right. what the other people's characters are. Yeah. So it's yeah, you don't know what's going on either. Next team comes in. It's the good god girl get out uh-huh. team Silky. And what first stands out is Vanjie dressed as like a man <laughs> from the neck down and a full high whore drag from the neck up and earrings and. Uh-huh. What is that look? Is it like Ronald McDonald's sister? Or it like, is. I don't know. Mr. Kool-Aid meets Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh, God. So they begin shooting, and the, and the first thing is like a driving scene. I love the cheesy driving scene where it's just like fake. It's like an old movie from the 50s. They're like yes. a big wheel. Yeah, yeah. And, I was like, who is turning the wheel that much as they're driving? Yeah. <laughs> Scarlett is playing Christine, who's like sort of the outsider based on the Chris, the Daniel Kaluuya character. Mm-hmm. Evie is playing the daughter based on Allison Williams or Marnie. Her character is called uh-huh. Marnie here because that was her name on Girls just to like add another layer of madness and she Evie's clearly chewing the scenery Uh huh. and she's got the chops to do it Vanjie and Silky are playing the parents as we said Vanjie's the dad Uh huh. who's very into drag apparently Um, Silky is the mom who's kind of based on the therapist mom Mm -hmm. who does her hypnotist stuff with the cup yeah yes yes they dive into the scene we have the maids played by Kahana and Mercedes Uh who are like the weird brainwashed robot maids and then we have Akira playing the character who was a TSA agent who was the best friend in the movie yes now Uh she's the DMV yes calling the phone checking in they dive into the scene it seems like a mess but Ross and Michelle are cracking up dying laughing what's your take on just watching this all happen if you make them laugh, laugh now, that's look, now, all look. that matters something I, something I learned quickly from season 10 during my acting challenge I had the most lines and I was so concentrating on learning the lines I remember that Monet was improvising a couple of hers and they were dying laughing and I'm like well now wait a minute we get to break the rules. We get to make up our own lines. So trust me, I learned very quickly. If you improvise lines and they are funnier than the ones they give you, don't follow the rules. Come up with your own stuff. Make it funnier. And the whole point is to make them laugh. Yes. And, you know, I think we're starting to see some of the girls naturally understand do that. that. Yeah. Understand that. And it's working well for them. Sometimes the fans get like, oh, my God, it's an acting challenge. Ugh. But you all had acting challenges, but you also had the Bossy Rossi challenge where you're playing characters. Which I liked so much better because it was, it was improv. improv. That's what I want to ask. Which do you? Which, so to tell me why you like that better. I personally like if it's a group, I like the acting with the script so you at least know what the pretense is mm-hmm. and what your character is. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of, like Cameron said, improvise off of that. I I do not like Bossy Rossi was not a, a 
super, super great week for me. I don't like going into things, especially with other people, just completely like as a free for all. But yeah, that's interesting because you always wonder like, would you prefer to be able to like, oh, here's your character. You're playing, you know, a woman afraid of pickles, mm-hmm. like Mayhem was, or you're playing like somebody who's stalking somebody. Yes. Like you were, or someone who sniffs panties. Mm-hmm. And just go with that. I'm so proud of you for remembering all of this. Oh, honey. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, well, it was memorable. I, that's one of my favorite challenges. I mean, I, you know, and whether it was one of the greatest challenges of all time, it was like you all get to create some, like Dr. Dill. Yes. You know, these people, like, I still remember them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's my favorite part is, you know, we are drag queens. We are creating a lot of our own content on the road. And I think that was one of the funnest challenges for me is because you're given an outline and then you get to create from there. Also, you just love sniffing panties. So and I also love too. sniffing a lot of panties. So yeah, that out. worked well for me. And so at the end of the second team shooting, Ross tells them, that was quite a journey to which Vanjie responds oh honey that means it can go either way y'all which is pretty true, true right? very true true <laughs> True. Vanjie has wisdom. Yeah. Day two, the queens walk in the workroom. Silky's high kicking. Watching these queens walk in, I feel like they're at summer camp. They're like wearing shorts. It feels very like they're just like young and, and eager in a way that like having maybe having just watched an all-star season, mm-hmm. you see those girls walk into the workroom and they're like dressed and kind of like seasoned. And, mm-hmm. and like this seems like kids at summer camp to me. Yes. Which I love seeing. It's like they're new and maybe it's because it's the second episode still. They're just eager and it's kind of like bright and lively. Or am I just making that up? I actually, to be quite honest with you, I think it's when you're first on, you know, and when you're in your season yeah. and you're getting ready to go, the last thing you're thinking about is like your boy clothes you're going to wear in the workroom. Like uh-huh. that's, and you're sacrificing pants and shirts so you can fit an extra wig exactly. or whatnot. And then you see your season, you're like, oh my God, I look like garbage. And so you're like, if I ever get on All Stars, honey, I'm, I'm hiring a stylist, a designer. I'm going to have my looks done. I'm going to make sure every day that I look great. I think that's an emphasis that you don't really understand until you see yourself on the screen. That's funny. Now it's you learned very quickly that you want to get your best drag pieces to set. Yes. So you sacrificed your boy clothes. I wore three pairs of shorts, four pairs of pants, six shirts, and two hats, and carried a cowboy hat and a cowboy boot on the airplane to get to drag race. So I wore most of my clothes on the airplane on my person because I wanted to fit more drag in my suitcase. Hello. Yeah. We only get a certain amount of suitcases. Right, right. And so your boy clothes are things that you don't think of until 30 minutes before you're leaving for the airport. You're right. like, oh, God. Last minute. Don't matter. I do feel like one of the first queens who ever really dressed for the workroom was Laganja. Yeah. Do you remember Laganja mm-hmm. had like looks? She had cute outfits. She had like the hair curls. She, she had, had to suits. do, she had to roll that hair every day for interview. I, Bless that her always heart. blew my mind. I, like Eureka also. Did Eureka like, yeah, she had she like did. a little suicide little curl uh-huh. every day. And now Raja's got that whole, that braid yes. going across. I was like, girl. Okay. So they all come in for day two. They have a conversation. Silky's like, okay, y'all were talking trash about me to Rue. Who said it? And then Ariel owns up, right? Yes. Which actually turns out to be fine. Mm-hmm. And then Evie's like, what about the rest of y'all? And things start I getting I feel like Evie up. had a little vixen moment there. No, too vague. No. Agreed. We want to hear what you said. Agreed. <laughs> Say it again. Who said it? Then Raja responds, and they have a little back and forth. But what's going on there? That's wasted energy worrying about somebody that said something about the, like, the way that you're acting or doing. Evie is so concerned about something that has absolutely nothing to do with her. Silky is more than capable of fighting her own <laughs> battles, clearly. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Ariel has fessed up and, and wants to talk about it. And it, yeah. th- it, to me, seems like Evie is upset about something else and and is using this as her way okay. to get it out. And then we hear from Mercedes. Um, we get a little bit of her story. She talks about having been on a no-fly list because her name appears as a Muslim name. Mm-hmm. And all of that racial profiling stuff, which is, you know, a delicate 
immediate sort of story to, to unpack. And then we also learned that she, at some point, had a stroke. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. When she was performing and just kind of bodily exhausted. So she's she's been through a lot. She's dealing with a lot. So bless. And this leads me to a question. She says she has a stroke during a pageant. Have you ever seen anything like that happen in a pageant? Like, Girl, I have seen a queen be taken away in the ambulance during presentation and be back in time enough for crowning. I yes. not. <laughs> yes. Dedication, wow. Yeah. What happened? I mean, it's just, girl, pageants are, are it. for those of y'all that don't know, like, it's something else. And when, especially before Drag Race, when a lot of us, all we had were pageants, you will turn yourself inside out to get a little bit of exposure so mm-hmm. you could get a couple bookings. And that includes not sleeping, not getting any rest, not eating right, mm-hmm. packing 20 dancers into one tiny little hotel room. People kill themselves uh-huh. to try and, you know, make it. So, I've yeah, anything is possible. And did she, was she taken away to ambulance, came back for crowning? Was she, did she get crowned? Well, no, girl. She, I've missed all the categories, but she, <laughs> she was very, hallelujah, I'm back. Like, Ugh. you know, she was back for crowning. I myself, the, I, I won Miss America. I sprained my ankle final night and still had two more categories. And they were like, do you want to go to the hospital or do you want us to wrap it? And you go on stage in crutches and try and, do question and answer and you're like girl i'm not i didn't come this far to go Mm-mm. to the hospital Rabbit. you're like i have an extra wooden foot back here yes. just saw it off put it Roll on me out there i got things i got things to do yes <laughs> okay we're gonna take another sponsor tastic break and when we come back rue's gonna give us a little african print moment and we meet some astrological women and we're gonna pay homage to a club queen who lives up to her name so don't go nowhere sure wishing to bring all of your drag race fantasies into the real world well you can join every queen from season 11 and many many more queens from all seasons of rupaul's drag race for three days of art pop culture and drag at the la convention center on may 24th 25th and 26th and also at the jacob javits convention center in new york city on september 6th 7th and 8th to get your life rupaul's drag con you can meet all the queens you love you can meet new friends you can go to panels there are shows it is the most fun you can have without committing a felony possibly get tickets and learn more at rupaulsdragcon.com From DragCon, now we got to make our way to DragConda. Um, but first, let's talk about Rue's runway look. I love it. So good. Yes. It's, so on, it's on theme, too. Tell me what you're seeing. Tell me what you're seeing. It's very, you know, it's very Wakanda chic. This this texture of hair is my favorite texture of hair mm-hmm. that Rue wears because it is not easy to do and to tease and to get it to stay in place. It's kind of blonde waves blown back. Yes. It looks very natural, it's, it's, right? I love that. I think it's it's so, you know, it's so fresh, but yet so hip. Mm-hmm. Um that's my favorite texture of hair that she wears. Um, I love the gold accessories, the red nails. Like, it is very, you know, mother of Wakanda. Like, m- mother that, you know, still looks like she could still be, you know, the daughter. Hello. I feel like she's definitely the queen. And I feel like she has stood up off her throne to address the townspeople. <laughs> it's like, she's like, girl, let me she, let these queens know that I'm still in charge. Hello. hello. She's, hello. yeah, serving Wakanda royalty for sure. Thank you. And then we meet our guests. You know, we have Michelle, we have Ross, Michelle looking wonderful. We have former SNL star Bobby Moynihan, who I already know is a Drag Race fan. Mm-hmm. He was in that that sketch about Trinity the Tuck yes. On, yes. on SNL. Uh-huh. And he has drag names. Yes. Better Midler and Fatty, Fatty Lapone. Lapone. <laughs> <laughs> I live for Fatty Lapone. Yes. I, I'm down to see that show. And from Glowy and Black Panther of Sidel Noel. And yes. on Glow, her name is Cherry Bang. 
which mm-hmm. is basically a drag name. Yeah. yeah. And she's a big fan. And then we get a very fun runway themed. Tell me what you think. It's like, what's your sign? Zodiac drag. So the girls are doing their own Zodiac sign. Zodiac. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think that's so, I mean, I don't know. I think I wouldn't, I'm a cancer. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so what are am I a crab? Like, I mean, that's not fun, but it would be so cool to be like Leo or Aries or even a You came out with a fish a on your face. Now you'd, listen. Be an, you'd, be an, you'd be an amazing crab. That is, that is you would true. Could you crab. imagine? I probably would be a good crab. <laughs> you, girl, you a pageant girl. You would make that something I know, but out I there and crazy. Like, oh, of course. But and you I can't use no feathers for a crab. There's a way. There <laughs> you is would a find way. a way. There is a way. Like you have a big old thing of butter you just sit down in. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Write See, now he's doing, he's doing the Manila version of a crab. Yeah. That's where Manila's head would go. She would put exactly. herself in a butter dish. She's, yeah. She's, She's being a pot of jambalaya. <laughs> What's your sign? I am you're, a Leo. You're almost Cancer, aren't I'm, you? I, well, I'm the first day of Leo, so okay. I'm like Cancer Leo cusp. So okay, okay. I, I feel like Leo would be, that would be kind of easy for me. I feel Lion's kind of easy. As a, yeah. as a concept. Crew. I'm a Gemini, so I don't know. I would have to like build a twin Oh my God, but that would be cool too. Yeah. Or do like half and half or something. I don't know. Or just find my actual twin. <laughs> 23 and me, maybe. Oh, yeah, okay, so let's get to the runway. Brooklyn Heights comes out in her Pisces moment. There's like a plastic splash guard around her head. It's very ornate. What do you think? I love this. I am going to peg this as an Abraham Levy. I'm really pretty so. sure this that, a designer? that he's the designer mm-hmm. behind this. Okay. So, of course, he's really good with oh, the, behind the accessories. Is, is it the Warbler? Is that what it yes. is? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, what does that mean? It's warbler? like a clear, like thermal plastic. That you, can, you, can, um, yeah, you can heat it up and kind of mold it. Did he make Trinity's plastic fantastic? Her yes, bubblegum yes, looking splatter yes. dress. Because uh-huh. I mean, it, it, the vibe is kind of similar. Yes, uh-huh. he did Trinities as well. Oh, yeah. so. And I'm like, is that where we are now where we can start to clock so many seasons in, so yep. many amazing looks? Yep. Can, even as a non, like, I don't know these designers mm-hmm. really, but like, you can start to get the vibe. Well. She, yes. looks, she looks stunning. Yes. yes, yes. It's a fish called Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Behind her is Plastic Tiara and her Aries look, which I will say gave me Cameron Michaels' feather, that kind of like Agreed. dark witchy moment it does it's bit. like it's like the um it's like the sportswear version of my <laughs> of my black Ooh. feathers and i know this designer as well this is chernobyl based in la wow um and yeah it's it's very like evil queen ravenna also yeah. vibes yeah 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 um i did let bobby Mount moynihan said she's like the hostess at every restaurant in game of thrones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of amazing. And next up is Raja O'Hara and Capricorn, which people think Capricorn is a goat, which is true, but it's also a sea goat. Capricorn is like... It's a, a who? I looked it up. It's like a, like a water goat. It's like a goat. It has a mermaid the, tail, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Which I didn't realize, which is also either. like, that's real cool. Yeah, that's cool. Which explains to her, she's wearing like in this kind of like wig of horns and hooves, but she's also almost like a fishtail dress. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems to me a little underdeveloped, especially okay. now that you've explained how cool Capricorn is. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, if you take off the hair and the hooves, it's a dress. Okay. Yeah, so, it's it's a little it's a little under, under underdeveloped. It could have used a little more. Yeah, I mean, I got the horns, got the hooves. I feel like the dress should have been something more. Okay, let's focus on standouts. Mostly good, but maybe not all. Um, we don't need to go through all the looks. We've got Leo's, we see Pisces, a Scorpio, an Aries. Then we get Silky and her interpretation on Capricorn. She says she's serving catfish and sweet tea and potato salad. I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, if, well, if we're gonna compare the two Capricorns, um, uh-huh. I think Silky has this one, and the look was a little more developed than than Raja's. Asia? I'm not buying it. 
Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I love the makeup and the hair. The proportion of the hair with the horns is uh-huh. cool. Uh-huh. Um, I like the fact that it's not like these big, giant, overdone horns. I can't get down with the fun fur. I'm just not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I know, I know the struggle. The struggle is real. I'm yes. trying to pull together a look. Mm-mm. Then we get Evie, oddly, and her Leo look, which is kind of like, to me, I was getting like the Tin Man and the, yes, and, and the Lion had a baby. Yes, Tin and Man and lion. lion. And the judges, the judges were, 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 seemed to be fans. And Evie called it the Digital Lion. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Yeah, this is how you, you know, fully develop a look. Like, it is detailed. It's thought out. You know, it's like her own, definitely her own interpretation mm-hmm. of it. I wish she had a couple more curves. You already know how I am about girls that's shaped like a box of cereal. But <laughs> like, other than that, like, this is like, she, it looked like she sat and thought yeah. this out and really planned. And she does kind of perform it when on, on the runway. Yes. Like, with yeah. movement yes. and sort of yes. gestures and, like, selling it. Vanjie comes out with a big old rose scale thing built on her head. It's the, very theatrical. Yes. Because she is somebody, a Libra. Somebody should have told this how this is season 11, not all stars, because she come up in here like she already been on the show walking out here looking like an all-star this uh-huh. is amazing yeah, it's incredible incredible like how did she fit that in a suitcase Girl, she didn't take as many boy clothes as the rest <laughs> See, of them uh-huh. she learned then mercedes sagittarius um she's got a bow and arrow kind of jungle woman sagittarius i like it from the like the midsection up i think her hair and makeup is cool i like that the, like the hair on the top the bow mm-hmm. and arrow is a cool idea it's kind of weird from the it, that loincloth thing is kind of weird from the waist down it does kind of look a little Undeveloped, but right. undeveloped, but the thought process was there. Like at right. least she like it looks like it was thought out. Dragitarius. Dragitarius. Kahana my trees as an Aries, the ram with her big old horns on her head. And then the rest is like, I think it's pretty, but like Sidel Noel says, like, oh, I could wear this. The judge, she's like not impressed. Yeah, and I've Kahana is known for having beautiful costumes and mm-hmm. beautiful hair and makeup. And I just don't know what happened here. And then part of it falls off when she's walking. Yeah, or like the skirt she gets, falls off. Home. Yeah. The dress is pretty, but it's is it is it, you know, good for this runway? I, I'm not sure. Last queen on, on stage is Scarlet and her Pisces look. And she's got bubbles. She has yes. a bubble, little bubble <laughs> machines creating like a bubbles flying around the room when she's coming down the, the stage. I love this Mm -hmm. it's amazing Mm -hmm. i have three favorite looks from the runway and this was one of them when she walked out i was like she looks stunning the makeup the blue the white face yes yeah. Wonderful. Who are your other two favorites? My three favorites were Scarlet and Brooklyn and then Vanjie. Who are your favorites? My three were Vanjie, Brooklyn, Plastique. Good to know. Okay, so we've gone all around the Zodiac. It's time to watch the movies, which are fun to watch, mainly because what we saw was on green screens. So I just love looking at the whole like thing coming together. Yeah. The Draconda, Black Panther, it's so much to look at, like mm-hmm. the bright backgrounds and everything. And then Good God Girl Get Out, kind of a sillier movie, mm-hmm. like more just wacky energy which one did you like better wakanda yeah wakanda it had more like funny moments and more like little innuendos that that it was just more interesting Gotcha. Yeah. I kind of liked, I liked the end product of Good God Girl Get Out more. I liked looking at Red Kinda, like I said, because it was just so rich to mm-hmm. see. But maybe I'm just responding to the wackiness. And- I don't even, I just think there were, it was like there were more dynamics between the characters. Okay. Like from like Plastique to Raja to Honey to Nina. Like they are like, all the characters were so vastly different. Okay. And I kind of feel like in the Good God Girl Get Out, mm-hmm. it almost felt like, like Akiria, Mercedes, and Kahana were interchangeable. I liked Evie and Akiria in the get out but you know I was watching the Wakanda and I was just watching Nina and Sugarcane uh-huh. and just 
Nina is an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of lines, and to walk through those lines and have me interested the whole time, yeah. like she didn't falter. She was selling me the character. She had energy. It was in her face. It was in her voice. And I feel like Sugarcane and Nina did a really great job of pulling me into the Wakanda movies. Yeah. I like it. Now it's time to decompress before we get to judging a little bit. It's time for this week's look back at this day and drag race history. So this week we are celebrating the birthday of a legendary queen whose talents I feel would have fit right in in either one of these drag exploitation movie masterpieces. And you're going to guess who she is. Although I will say in her season, it was a campy acting scene challenge that did send her home. She just didn't use her head. However, in the opening episode, she didn't just use her head. She used two. She's known as New York's last remaining club kid. I know it. And considers herself living art. She's drag race's only contestant born in Jamaica. Her drag name was based on a name given to her by her second grade teacher. And when she was born on March 7th, 45 years ago... She, un- she unzipped herself from the womb and declared that mother yeah. has arrived. Girls, that queen is vivacious. <laughs> I was going to say our nation. I'm like, no, that's the second head. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, vivacious. Have either of you ever worked with vivacious? I have not. I don't think that I have. I think I may have seen her in passing. Well, she's here today, folks. Bring her out. Come on out. <laughs> Come out, girl. Liza Minnelli lies. Sorry, she's not. Oh, oh. oh sadly. I to see hey, you. you can call her right now. She'll be here in 30 minutes. She will. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. This has been This Day in Drag Race History. And happy birthday, Vivacious. Happy birthday, birthday. girl. Okay, so the safe queens are sent away, leaving our tops and bottoms on stage. And the queens left are Brooklyn, Plastique, Sugar Cane, Ariel Versace, Scarlet Envy, Evie, Mercedes, and Kahana Montrese. We get some critiques, and the judges love Scarlett and Evie's chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mercedes, they feel, just feel as flat and timid, and then she tells her story to the judges about not feeling comfortable mm-hmm. and having a stroke four years ago. Call me devil's advocate here, but last week we heard Soju talk about like cyst and kind of explain mm-hmm. Mercedes shares her story about a stroke. Is it appropriate to share this stuff if you're getting a, a critique? Is, are you sharing it because you're feeling vulnerable, or tell me what you think? I don't. I don't know if it's excuses. You know, if you're struggling, the point is you want to be able to tell your story on the show. Yeah, and I. I I think it's a point of could this be my time to go home? I, you know, I haven't got to tell anything about myself or my story. And I guess she also had shared with the queens earlier in the workroom, so it's present in her mind. Yeah. Of like this is something she's she's thinking about. So, and then we learned that Rue wants a tuna fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. Insider tip: If you ever want to get on Rue's good side, order her the berry butter cake from the Claim Jumper. We already know that. Wait, is that, that, was, that, was that what season. we had from um, from yeah. the Postmates? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we never got to see any of that because Rue took it all to her dressing room. But. <laughs> yeah. We were shooting out in Simi Valley that season, yeah. you guys. There was a claim jumper nearby, and at some point, Barry Buttercake was discovered, and that was all it was about. All downhill from there. Yes, thank you. Now it's time to bring back my girls. The judges have deliberated. Spoiler alert, who wins this challenge? Scarlet and Evie. Together. 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 Double win. I mean, it's deserving. I, I feel like Sugarcane, and we didn't really talk about Nina. I feel like Nina did such a good job with her acting, but I mean, the two that won are, are deserving. I think Nina did a great job in the challenge. Maybe her dress was not a wow factor. Yeah. So it may just made True. her safe. Mm-hmm. And then Brooklyn is safe. Mm-hmm. Kahana, you took the challenge by the horns, but you seemed sheepish. Seemed sheepish. You seemed sheepish. I'm sorry, my dear, you're up for elimination. And Mercedes, your performance lacked sparkle and i'm sorry she's also up for elimination Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i bought him two girls then it's lip sync time and they better work bitch because the song is 
Work Bitch by Britney Spears. Oh, I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we get a little wig reveal uh-huh. from Mercedes. We do. I wouldn't call it a wig reveal. <laughs> I, I think it was like a let's get down to work wig move. Uh-huh. Because she kind of turned around. She didn't make it a moment, really. Yeah. I want to be able to, to if I have to lip sync, lip sync and short hair so I don't have to worry about it and coming off. And tumble and move. And right. Yeah. Gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Kahana does a cartwheel and kind of flings herself forward. And then as Vanjie responds, Kahana's flipping and I'm ducking and dodging. Bitch, don't hit me, whore. Because she doesn't seem fully in control of what she's doing. Correct. <laughs> she, uh, she, she stumbled she's a little bit towards the end of that pass. But there's lots of acrobatics around yes. the stage. I would say maybe not the smoothest of the acrobatics Correct. we've seen. She's no Dominic right. Dawes. But, oh, if only. The lip sync finishes, and we have a verdict. And Mercedes stays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rue says, Kahana, you're a young queen with a big future. Now go out there and work, bitch. Yeah. Um, I definitely think Mercedes won this lip sync. Uh-huh. Um, Raja said it great. She's like, I don't even recognize her. And I don't think she was just talking about her look. Like, she turned into a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like now in this moment that we're like, okay, maybe she has a lot more to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely. I definitely think she won. And I definitely think of the two, she may have more to offer that she hadn't got to show yet. And do you think Coco Montrese is parked outside like a mother picking up her school, getting ready to read the principal? Coco Montrese is outside Rue's car with a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to make for a good untucked. (laughs) Is it weird for me to say that Kahana was giving me a much more beautiful version of Jamie Foxx's Wanda? (laughs) (laughs) I love Kahana's Kahana's kind of tousled blonde, neon yellow wig. Uh Sure, it wasn't polished, it got messy, but but something about it had this kind of blustery, fun vibe Mm -hmm. to it. I'm with you. And and even the garment. Yes. It was fun. It was like, okay, not the most sophisticated thing you've ever seen, but it's still kind of like, yeah, it's kind of cool. She looked fun in it. Yeah. Maybe not like a Zodiac queen, but like still fun. Yeah. Still fun. Okay. Well, thank you. Where can we see you queens next? Um, well, Cameron and I are both uh, on the official RuPaul's Drag Race Work the World Tour. We are getting ready to launch a brand new tour. Yeah. So many amazing cities for Work the World. Come see us. Come say hi. Yeah. And we'll both be at DragCon LA. We will. We'll be there at DragCon LA. Come yes! say hi. Yes. Come through DragCon. Okay. Thank you very much. But before you go, it's time to do one last little segment called May I Call You Jiggly? In which we're going to find Jiggly Caliente's number on one of your phones and call her and see if she answers. May we call you, Jiggly? Come Let's on, see. girl. May we call you? Miss Jiggles, if you're nasty. <laughs> She's supposed to be hosting a party in New York right now. Oh, come on, Jiggly. You're not doing anything. <laughs> she ain't doing nothing. She's playing Mortal Kombat and eating Cheetos. <laughs> she don't work. <laughs> But she, she's also on Broad City this week. And, and she's like, sitting in her trailer playing Mortal Kombat and eating Cheetos. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't blame her. Jiggly. 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 I don't know she if she said leave. no. Oh, she heard that and hung up. All right. Girl. That ends this segment of May I Call You Jiggly. The answer today is no. She said no. We are going to nope. keep on trying. May I Call You Jiggly? We'll find out again. We may not. Phone rings and it ain't money. I ain't. What is, what is Ariana's new lyric? Oh, girl. <laughs> you asking the wrong person. All I know is if Madonna calls, tell her I'm not here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks, y'all. No problem. Thank, Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye, Jiggly. Okay, we're not done yet, dear listeners. In a few minutes, we'll chase down this week's eliminated queen at her home in Las Vegas to see which of her cast members she's hot for, where to find the best buffet in Sin City, and how the movie Showgirls inspired her life. 
But first, it's this week's insider interview with the legendary Michelle Visage. To find out who her dream guest judge would be, what's in store for Drag Race UK, and how she's doing after her recent breast reduction surgery, which just happened. Is she still Rue's breast Judy? Let's see. Hi. Hi there. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. How are you, John Polly? I'm very, very good. Thank you. First and most importantly, can you describe your nails to me right now? Oh, my God. No. Why are you shaming me publicly? Because <gasps> your nails are always beautiful. I have lesbian hands. I get my nails off right now for the um, surgery, and I don't get them back on until March 15th. The Ides of March. Beware. Well, they'll be more fabulous than ever, but they won't be green. It's okay. I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. And speaking of, I want to know how you're doing post-op, and may I call you less jiggly? Yes. <laughs> yes, you may. I am very, very much less jiggly. I am back to you high school teenage 80s and i'm i'm absolutely loving it i feel free yeah i feel new yeah it's, it's been an, a pretty difficult recovery it's it was a full breast reconstruction like what you would get with the reduction yeah. or reconstructive surgery so it was pretty pretty heavy and i thought i was gonna bounce right back and be like oh i'm done and honey it has slowed my butt right it's probably good for you to take the time, recover. Yeah. This just means you'll probably end up having a smaller dressing room now on set because you, you just won't need it as a, so quite a large one. I absolutely <laughs> won't need it. I don't. Now I enter a room purse first and not boobs first. <laughs> so you're our insider interview. People dishing on what goes on on the set behind the scenes. But first, I just want to say a new season has launched. What are three words to describe season 11? Loud, <laughs> proud. <laughs> and extra. Extra. Yeah, very. Before the season came out, people would say like, oh, how, how's the season feel? I would say like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun batch of girls. It's big personalities. All in all, it's going to be different because they're new girls. With, you know, And these girls, as you know, I don't know anything about what happens in the workroom and stuff like that. And like, I did not know Silky was all that extraness, <laughs> you know, trying to buy in for camera time. I did not know anything about the girls. So it's interesting to see it play out. On, on camera. Which brings us to this episode. I love this episode. Because it's one of the chances when you and Ross are like directing the girls. So you do get to see them not on the runway. You get to see them behind the scenes or like in progress and working on challenges. In the episode, in the, in the Black Panther, Get Out movie parodies, you and Ross are coaching and you all are basically, I mean, you're, you're giving guidance, you're giving good advice, and then you're cracking your asses up. Yeah. How, how was that for you? Listen, I when we go in there, it's kind of a different Ross. It's, it's definitely, it's the same Ross, but it's a different Michelle. Because I'm that judging panel, and I'm judging their drag. It's different than me directing. You know, yeah. they see a little bit softer. I care <laughs> about each and every one of those girls. Honestly, I do. They all mean so much to me. But they're scared to death of me, rightfully so. So <laughs> it's a different kind of situation when we're sitting there. But when they make me laugh like that, then it's a real laugh. And it's such a joy to be able to see them off that main stage and have even though they're nervous they're using that moment to shine and it's really fun directing is one of my favorite things to be able to do you recently spent time on the west end starring in may i call you jamie or sorry everyone's talking about jamie <laughs> yes. are we gonna expect to see some of uh, miss hedge like pop out occasionally some 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 northern accent <laughs> I hope not. You know, <laughs> I was sounding very northern for quite some time after the show. And then I got home and um, my friend Anna, who said, you know, she's like, you, you people over even British people were like, you really sound 
like you have a northern twang to your American accent. I was like, oh, no freaking way. Am I going to go home and be Madonna? No. Oh, please. That's what I was hoping. But then you're probably heading, you're heading back to the UK soon for Drag Race UK. Madonna! Uh, you're like a bi-continental? I mean, I am. I'm officially bi. Like, who knew? <laughs> who knew? that? I mean, in my younger days, yes. But who knew now at 50 years old? How is Drag Race UK going to be different? I think it's going to be different in the sense that because the UK's drag is different, John. And yeah. UK's drag is different in a beautifully different way. There's a lot of rough edges in the UK yeah. that we can't not have represented. And I think it's important that yeah. it is represented. They have RuPaul's Drag Race type beauty queens over there because of the influence of our show and YouTube and everything else. But, you know, there's the ones that are traditionally British, Blackpool, Liverpool, right. London, and I think we're going to celebrate that and do our best to do that. That sounds so fun. It's really fun. Now, you also travel with the queens, depending on like, you know, this tour or that tour sometimes. On the road, are you like a mother hen? Are you like the salty auntie? <laughs> how, how is it spending that much time with them? I worked in a strip club <laughs> for two years and there was always something called a house mother there right and i feel like i'm like a house mother so if they're sad or something that's not going right they kind of come to the house mother for that stuff so they come to me they confide in me they laugh with me they kiki with me have fun make fun of me you know i'll just kind of had to have a really good time and they get to see the the real me the non the non-working judging right. michelle and i think it. It's, it's beautiful to be able to do that with them. But we do have our own time. You know, they go out almost every night. I don't go out ever. <laughs> yeah. So I get to have my my downtime. But I love getting to know them as people behind the wig and behind the costuming, yeah. and getting to know them. Yeah, their hearts. It's like you're like you're like the Mrs. Garrett of Work the World. Oh my God, a hundred percent. I am one Mrs. Garrett. Rest in peace. Yes, we occasionally get to see a little bit of your dressing room sometime in like Instagram posts, like the background. We see it's like a wall of jewels or like <laughs> hair. But explain to like our yes. listeners kind of what is the dressing room wonderland of Michelle Visage like? I've got. One wall of wardrobe, one wall of hair, and then Nicole has makeup, and then there's a jewelry station as well. So, you know, Nicole sets up first. Hector goes and gets all the hair because I don't wear wigs, but I do wear pieces. And then Art, my stylist, will come in with everything for me to try on. Me right. say, I like it, don't like it, does it fit, does it work for this theme, that theme. And then we go to a jeweler and just pull everything I find stuff on my own. And honey, let me tell you, sometimes H&M really comes to the rescue. So, <laughs> Who's your dream guest judge? Do you really need to ask that? <laughs> I think I know. Her name might be Madonna. It might be. Yeah. Just might be. We would all yes. die. Yes. I, I mean, I wouldn't even know what to do. What would you even say? What, 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 what would the chit-chat be? I would sit there quiet like an idiot. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could. I honestly don't know if I could say anything. We'd all be on such good behavior. She'd probably be like, well, where am I? I think we would be embarrassing. I think all of us would be <laughs> embarrassing. It's true. I really do. RuPaul included. I think we'd all be like, mm -hmm. you I know. know, the same way Cher comes or Dolly, like Ugh, it'll be that yeah, way. Yeah. Now, what are three things a queen should keep in mind to get a good critique from Michelle Visage? Listen to the challenge because it's usually where people go wrong is listen to the challenge. Know what you look in the mirror 
do you see a silhouette that makes sense? You know, I, I, I never understand people who do silhouettes that don't make sense. Have a great attitude and have fun. You know, we're here to have fun. I know it's frightening, but you can't be up there scared. Yeah. Have fun. Well, thank you, dear. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm excited for your UK adventure coming up. Oh, my God. I'm so, honey, I am so excited for that. I love that country so much. London's my favorite city in the world after New York City, but I'm a New Yorker, so that's only fair. (laughs) But um, I just just love it. And I think that this show is going to do a lot of great things for the drag community out there. I think it's going to be really wonderful for kids that need to see it and have it on their own television with people with their own accents. I think it's going to be wonderful. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Thanks, hon. Thank you. Love you, baby. See you soon. Bye. Okay, that leads us officially to our last segment kitty girl catch up when we check in with this week's eliminated queen the sexy and stomping kahana mondrice who we're chasing down somewhere in las vegas here we go hello 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 kahana hi yes who's this this is john polly from the rupaul's drag race podcast hey honey Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How I'm are good. You? I'm good. I'm good. What are you wearing right now? <laughs> um, I'm just chilling. I just got finished with the show, so I'm just relaxing and trying to get my rest. Are you meditating? I am meditating, trying to get through this week. She's a full-time performer. <laughs> She's a hip-hop show girl. Okay, what are you looking at right now? What do you see? Okay, so right now I'm looking out my window, and I can actually see the strip from where I'm swinging at in my apartment. Oh, glamorous. <laughs> Yeah, she's nice, you know, she's trying to have that glow up moment. <laughs> What's the last thing you ate? Um, I actually just ate Chinese food. I love shrimp, anything seafood related. So I just had some shrimp fried rice and some egg drop soup. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's nice. But have you ever been shrimped? Have I ever been a shrimp? Have you ever been shrimped? That's when somebody sucks your toes. Oh, um, no. I haven't, I'm a kinky kind of girl, but I haven't done all of that yet. Okay. Well, there's time for everything. And how's Coco? How's your mom? Oh, she's good. You know, we just did a show together. We also work together in um, Vegas. So what was the first thing Coco said to you when you got home? From Drag Race? Yeah. You know, she was very supportive. Like, I was really kind of going through it. Yeah. When I got back, it was nothing but love and support. And I, I mean, she's just been like my biggest cheerleader throughout this whole process. Oh, that's good. I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want her like beating anyone or something. No, she, um, she actually had a whole bunch of seafood ready for me, and yeah, we just had a good time. But I got back. Yeah, it was all good. Captain Coco with a seafood platter. <laughs> yeah. Did she make the food or was it takeout? Oh well, I would eat anything that Coco cooks, so that was a no. It was definitely takeout. <laughs> she does make a mean um, sweet potato pie, which is everything, but that's about it. Where, where's the best buffet in Vegas? The best buffet. Oh my God, the Wynn has a really good buffet. All right, um, it's probably one of my favorites. Um, I always do all you can eat sushi every Sunday after my shows. It's like a little reward of get through the week. So really, like any all you can eat sushi in Vegas. Um, are you from Vegas? Or, are you from Vegas originally? No, I'm from Florida. I'm from Panama City. It's a small, like, conservative town in the Panhandle. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Right by Tallahassee. The Redneck uh, Riviera. Okay, very that, very <laughs> that. So yeah, um, I couldn't do what I'm doing now there. So I definitely was like 
always aiming to move to Vegas. That was always like my destination. You're Nomi Maloney yet. Did you, right, did absolutely. You, did you hitchhike to get to Vegas like Nomi oh, Maloney? I, I don't even walk to the mailbox, baby, <laughs> let alone hitchhike. So. No, 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 no. Now, a lot of people was seeing you on the show is like, that is a hot man. So have you gotten, <laughs> a, have you gotten a lot more play since the show's been on? Um, you know, I'll be honest. I'm like so busy that that's like far, the furthest thing from my mind right now. But um, it's, it has to be wanted, I guess. That's it's nice, you know? <laughs> right. Well, and of course, anybody you take home has to meet Coco, so... Woo. Oh, my God. Look, good luck passing that test. Oh, honey. So, who do you think was hot in your cast? Silky. <laughs> Okay. I love Silky. You There's are... something hot about like a good, fun, sexy personality, and she's all of that. Big yeah. Silk with a good milk. With a good milk, baby. There's um, a potential wedding in the future. <laughs> oh, my God. And there'll be seafood. It's going to be good. <laughs> there'll be lots of seafood, and Silky's cooking. Thank you so much, honey. Tell your drag mom I said hi. <laughs> Will do. All right. Bye, guys. Okay, so that is it for this week's official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Thank you, Asia O'Hara, Cameron Michaels, Michelle Visage, and Kahana Montrese. So please watch my Extra Lap recaps of RuPaul's Drag Race on YouTube every week. Watch new episodes of Drag Race on VH1 every Thursday. Go out and see your local queens. See Drag Race queens. Support them. Tip them. Buy them a drink. Buy their merch. See them at DragCon carry their books to class, support these queens, and please subscribe and leave us a podcast review. We want to hear from you. Having said that, I'm John Polly, and as Tatiana would say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, sing us out, Cameron Michaels, as Cher. Yeah. When our world is destroyed and the hand of time approaches, two things will be left. Cher and cockroaches. Cher <laughs> and roaches, cockroaches and Cher. When all else is gone, we'll still be there. Share and roaches, cockroaches and share.